Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. No, I'm not leaving. I'm just getting started. This is the Harlan Highway podcast. Why why would I leave, man? We're just getting going, man. Uh, Welcome, everybody. I am Harlan Williams. You are on the Harlan Highway. And what a show we have today. Oh, my God. Uh, Dead dude Julia Childs is coming by. Uh, to uh, share a fantastic uh, food recipe with us. She'll be by to uh, to share with us, coming straight out of the graveyard into the studio. Um, we're going to be talking about um, driving um, driving with stuff on your roof. Let's, let's leave it there, okay? Not on the roof of your house, on the roof of your car. Okay, let's, I got a funny story I want to tell you about that. Also, I'm going to be smoking some grass today on the show, okay? Yeah, that's right. I said it. It might be illegal. I'm smoking some damn grass on the show live, and uh, let's see what happens there. And then also, uh, I ask you guys to write into me at harlandwilliams.com. You have responded, and today we are going to get to some of your letters in the uh, Harland Highway mailbag. And just uh, read some of your letters out loud, and I'll answer them the best that I can because I'm not very smart. But then who is? This is the Harland Highway! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for some mountain thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Oh boy, that this is a bit of a sad but friggin' hilarious story to me. Um, <laughs> I feel bad, but I, I you gotta laugh. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I was I was driving home the other day. I you know I went out to grab something to eat, or I was uh, you know I was doing something. Went to get some gas in the car. I was hunting antelope, you know, and. Uh, I'm driving uh, up the hill towards my house, and I see a car coming down the hill towards me, and I notice some kind of uh, deviation on the car. On the roof, something's, like, sticking up, and I'm like, that's a weird thing. And as the car gets closer, I I see on the roof a pair of, like, really nice black leather high heel shoes. And it took a second for it to register because it's like, you know, the car's moving and you certainly don't see shoes on the roof of a car ever. And by the time it kind of clicked, this this car was going like right by me. So there was no time to like honk and go, hey, your shoes, your shoes are on your roof. Hey, you. You know. So uh, I was like, oh, well, they'll probably, you know, think of it any second or they'll pull over or someone else will flash their lights or whatever. And uh, I thought, man, what a bummer, you know, because I know women's high heel shoes can often be very expensive. And these ones looked really nice, you know, in the brief moment I saw them. But 
we passed each other relatively slow because we were on a, on a hill, a windy hill. And, uh, and then the person was gone. And then, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> I guess later that, that day, like more towards the evening, I'm driving back down and I have to go down the same hill and go to the light and make a turn. And as I'm making the turn, bless their hearts, there they were on in the middle of the road, just mangled. These beautiful black leather pumps, just one of them was like literally right in the middle of the road, just like crooked, and the, the heel was sticking up, and the, the just crunched. And then the other one was like over at the curb, like a dead squirrel, just flattened, like just flattened. And I was like, I felt so bad for the girl, but I, I just also it, it was just it was just something funny about it. So. Um, I wonder if you guys, you pavement pounders, have ever left something on the roof of your uh, vehicle and you'd care to share. I'm trying to think. You know, sometimes I do it as a goof. Uh, There's been times when I've left, like, you know, I'm finished with something or I don't want something, like a bag of chips or a big, uh, like, you know, sometimes you'll go to a a fast food joint, you'll you'll get a, a drink and it's, like, way too huge. And, uh, you know, there's been times when I've just left stuff on the roof on purpose and just taken off just to watch it fly all over the place. I know, strange behavior, but, hey, it's me. Hello. Um, But uh, I can't remember. I don't think I've left anything of any importance on the roof of my car. But uh, it's a a freaky thing, and... uh, you know, uh, let me know. Let me know if you guys have any real-time stories. I want to hear it. I want to put them on the uh, on the podcast here. If you have any uh, any memories of leaving something on the roof of your car and driving away and what the outcome was. Hopefully it wasn't uh, two dead high heel shoes deceased in the middle of the road. <laughs> Hey, Harlan, this is Snow from Seattle, a long time no see. I just wanted to go ahead and let you know that uh, I had an interesting thought, and I didn't want this thought to go away, and I wanted to see if you had a similar thought about this, too. So they used to call marijuana grass. Now, my generation doesn't call it grass. They call it weed. But I live in an area where wheat grass is pretty commonplace. And I just thought it might be kind of funny. Has anybody actually ever smoked wheatgrass and gotten high? Just a thought. Uh, no, nobody has smoked wheatgrass. Why would anybody smoke wheatgrass? That's like a health food thing. If you've ever been in a health health food store, it's actually they actually a lot of places they actually have it growing there. They've got little containers, little uh, flat little pallets. Of of this grass growing, it's called wheat grass, and to me, it's just confused. Look, are you wheat or are you grass? Okay, it it's not like uh, you go in the forest and you see a tree rock, or you don't uh, go fishing in a river lake. Okay, you don't uh, date a person who's half man, half girl. Well, 
Well, okay, maybe that happens. Yeah, that I think that happens. But wheatgrass is is a bit confusing. It, it's I think I think the health food guys do it. And what they do is they take the wheatgrass, you go and it's like, yes, um, listen, I need to do a cleanse. Would you mind if I just, could you give me some a shot of wheatgrass, please? And basically, they, they grab this grass and they, they pick it and they throw it in a blender and whip it up and people like do it as a shot in a little paper shot glass. And uh, they think they're going to cheat death by another uh, 20 years. Well, I had my shot of wheatgrass. I guess I'll be living to 140 now. <laughs> Tomorrow I'll have another shot. I'll crank it up to 145. <laughs> Too bad all these other idiots don't know about wheatgrass. Well, I don't know. But, uh, look, I don't want to leave you hanging, Snow. So... <sighs> Roger, have you done that? Okay, Roger has just finished rolling me a uh, joint, a doobie of wheatgrass. Uh, so let's let's crank it up. Yeah, hand me the lighter, Rog. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I am uh, I'm lighting up a, a wheatgrass reefer right now. Absolutely nothing will happen. Hang on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. It it's kind of smooth. I got to give it that. Hang on. <sighs> yeah, that's that's not bad. I don't think anything's happening. Um <coughs> It's I got to tell you it's smooth. It's really Harlan, it's Roger in the control room. What? What do you want, Roger? No, I'm not why would you call security? Harland. What is wrong with you, Roger? Absolutely nothing has happened to me. It's it's wheatgrass. Nothing at... Look, I'm telling you... Do you want me to call security? No, I don't want security up here. I'm absolutely 100% fine. I have no effects at all from the... throat is uh oh, we we took a little break in there uh that wheatgrass was a little <coughs> thanks a lot roger uh anyways let's uh let's get to some of your letters i'm uh, i gotta whew, clear my head a little let's uh we get uh we get letters sent in from you guys at uh harlemwilliams.com from the uh pavement pounders and uh you know the mailbag fills up and i like to read a few of them so we can uh, clean it out and keep moving. So 
Let's go to the first letter here. This is from uh, Corky. Hey, what are you stealing my name there, buddy? Corky says, uh, hello, Harland. Who is your favorite stand-up comedian or comedians of all time? Be honest. Wow, uh, Corky. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, there was a guy in Montreal that was a friend of mine named Sean Keen. A uh, bit of an obscure guy. Never really rose to notoriety because he was very reclusive and didn't really have a handle on the business aspect of of the entertainment industry. So um, on the rare occasion he would get out and do his shows, I just found his writing to be very uh, intelligent and funny and unexpected. And he he did a whole character with the, with the routine. I think if you snoop around on YouTube, you might see some clips of him. But to see him on YouTube or on television just does him a disservice. He was he was really one of these guys you needed to be in the room live and feel his energy and watch his flow. Um, but just he was real quirky and funny. So a guy named Sean Keen out of Montreal, Canada. Um, I was always a fan of Stephen Wright just because his jokes were so clever. They were so kind of out of left field and unexpected. I mean, I found with Stephen Wright, after you uh, you listen to him for about 15 minutes, you could almost start to figure out the punchlines a little bit. But that being said, that first 12, 15 minutes, I really enjoyed it because it was so kind of inventive and clever. Um, who else? Um, there was a guy out of the UK named Chris Lyman many years ago who was a very visual, kind of like a Charlie Chaplin-esque stand-up comedian who did some real edgy stuff, and I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if you can see him on the Internet, but Chris Lyman, this is a guy that used to end his stand-up comedy routine by walking out on stage naked and put a Roman candle, one of these fireworks, sticking out of his butt and would light it and stand there naked. And while the fireworks were blown out of his butt, he would uh, lip-sync to Ethel Merman singing, Hooray for Hollywood! Da-na-na-na-na. You know, this type of thing. So, uh, really funny, man. I don't know. I like guys that are a little different, a little, a little off the beaten track. I like guys that kind of push the, the stand-up art form, you know, to a different level or kind of take it around a bend where we haven't seen it before. Um, which isn't to say there ain't a lot of really good stand-up comedians out there. So, um, those are a few of mine. My, my favorite of all time... Oh boy, uh, I just I I'm not sure I can have one favorite of all time because uh, it's 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 like it's like uh, going out to sushi dinner and you order a whole bunch of little pieces to make up your meal, and I think I'd have to stick with that as far as comedians go. Um, I like little bits and pieces of of a whole bunch. Uh, so and, and I guess lastly, more of a guy you might know is a guy named Nick DiPaolo. He's a comedian out of uh, New York who I always always liked because he's very edgy and uh, very real and cranky and kind of uh, not afraid to speak his mind and stuff like that. So I hope that answers your question. Um, and uh, there you go. So let's go to the next 
Uh, letter here. This one comes from Bob Turner. Bob. Bob says, Harland, just listen to Aunt Ruthie at the drive-thru. Now, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and you have raised the comedy bar. I can't remember hearing such an all-round, top-quality piece of podcast history. Wow! I only wish I could be as innovative and funny as you on my own podcast. I am not worthy. Bob Turner. Well, don't say that, Bob. Everybody's worthy in their own right. I bring characters like Aunt Ruthie to life, and I'm sure on your show you bring other things to life that have value and meaning to people. But uh, I'm so happy you enjoyed Aunt Ruthie. I've heard rumblings that she might be visiting that drive-thru again um, because she was so frustrated that it went so bad the first time. So uh, let's see what happens, man. Um, all right, let's go to another letter here. What do we have? What do we have? Okay, uh, let's see. This is from Chris Harlan. Got to give you props, man. You just keep on pumping the pod- podcast episodes out. Thank you so much. We pavement pounders know it can be tough when you're busy elsewhere, and we really appreciate that. Also, as a professional musician, I've got to say the music you put out on that album with your cousin was very, in capital letters, very good indeed. Ah, he says, feel free to play some more on the show sometime. Um, And then he says, "Uh, missed your show a while back in Moncton, which is in uh, Canada, but heard it was great. You may have heard about the tragedy here in Moncton this week. We had three RCMP officers killed and two more wounded by a gunman. Oh, my God. Very sad. Not to be a downer, but I thought you might want to say a few words about this, and please pray for the families. Thanks for everything you do. Well, first of all, let me talk about uh, the podcast. Thank you for your compliments. Uh, I'm glad you like the music. We kind of do it as a hobby, but we figure, hey, if somebody gets something out of it, that's cool, too. Uh, I think I'm going to have a new song coming up for you guys in the next little while from me and the cousins. Well, just me and my cousin. There's only two of us. Um, and uh, thank you for your kind words. And then uh, let's address this uh, this uh, shooting in uh, Moncton, Canada, which is on the east coast uh, of the Maritimes of Canada. And for those of you in the States, RCMP officers are Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Okay? And uh, let's just uh, put it this way. Shootings like this are not common in Canada. So uh, it's not only is it shocking that it happened, but it's also shocking that it happened in Canada where people, for the most part, are not allowed to have guns. There's very uh, few murders every year. There's very little gun violence, and so for some nutbag to take out um, some police officers, uh, it's very tragic. I do pray for their families, and uh, it's just such a such a waste that it seems to me a lot of these people uh, committing gun crimes, going on these rampages nowadays, it, it's got nothing to do, it seems, with frustration or anger, or it almost seems like a lot of these people to me, if I can analyze it, are living kind of humdrum lives and maybe feel they're not getting anywhere or going anywhere, and they're like, you know, I, I just want to—I just want those few moments of glory. I want to crave, 
I want some attention. I, I, I want I want to be in the limelight. I want to be respected. I want to be I want to be a threat. I want to be dangerous. All all these things must be happening in these people's minds. And uh, it's very sad and upsetting. And, you know, at the the end of the day, most police officers are very good people. And most police officers, you know, got in the line of work to put themselves between the public and danger to the public. And, you know, for someone to dedicate their career to protecting and trying to stand up for the rights of the average citizen to be taken out in a senseless rampage is is quite devastating and yes we we feel for the families we feel for the whole community and we feel for each other as a society it's a tragedy and and you know i think i'm going to start a running list not to be morbid but i i've been noticing that it's almost a daily occurrence in the united states almost daily and definitely pretty much weekly now that somebody somewhere goes on a rampage at a school, at a restaurant, at a factory, at a bar, out in the streets. I mean, it is becoming, it's almost becoming like a comic book where, uh, where you know, the more it happens, the more the fabric breaks down and the more and more people just see it as an everyday thing. And the more and more it's going to keep growing. And uh, I really personally am in a place now where when I go out in public, I think I've talked about this before, but even more so now, I'm very perceptive about who's around me, what's around me. I find myself looking for exits. I plan exit strategies when I go out. I'm a lot more leery of, of, let's say, you know, homeless people and stuff because a lot of uh, this violence you've seen has come from people that are mentally unstable, and oh, it's just, it's just getting real ugly. So hopefully, uh, society can turn this all around, and more and more innocent people don't have to die. So thanks uh, for your letter, um, and uh, we appreciate that one. Thank you, and and uh, R.I.P. to the poor. Uh, officers that lost their lives and our sympathies to the families all right let's do one last letter that one was a little heavy but you know that's the mailbag you know people write in about all kinds of different things let's see what we have here this is from carlos diabrea that's a fancy name d apostrophe abrea carlos diabrea Harland, hello. I am an Australian fan and wannabe pavement pounder. Well, you don't have to be a wannabe pavement pounder. If you're listening, you are a pavement pounder, mate. You're not wrong. If you're listening, you are a pavement pounder, even if you're in Oz. Uh, I listen to the Harland Highway and you on Corolla. Yeah, I've been on uh, Adam Corolla's podcast a few times. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jacques Tati, especially Mon Oncle. He was a comic genius. I'm in France in early June. Would love to buy you a beer. I'm not weird. I'm a doctor in Australia. Cheers, Carlos. Carlos Diabrea. <laughs> hey, you could be weird. Just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're not weird, dude. You could be, you know, 
There's Dr. Mengele. There's Dr. Kevorkian. There's Dr. Giggles. <laughs> there's Dr. Seuss. There's Dr. Pepper. I mean, there's a lot of crazy doctors out there, sir. <laughs> um, but uh, with reference to your um, Jacques Tati, uh, that goes back to my vacation I just took. I took a wonderful road trip to the location of a Jacques Tati film called Mr. Hulot's Holiday, which was filmed at a small little resort on the shores of uh, western France, right on the ocean. And uh, my my road trip took me there. Uh, And I'm going to tell you more about that on a future podcast. But uh, I'm glad you're a fan of Jacques Tati. You referenced Mon Encole, which was one of Jacques Tati's other famous... uh, movies and i don't like it as much as i like mr hulo's holiday but uh i'm glad you're a fan and uh, i'm glad you're also a fan of the harlan highway so thank you for writing in and well you know what let's let's do one more why not should we do one more i think we should do one more why not huh uh here we go last one josephine caldwell well we gotta get the girls in here man Okay. <coughs> oh, there's that there's that wheatgrass again. Uh Josephine says, Hi, I just wanted to say how much my mom loves you. Oh. She has Alzheimer's and we watch Comedy Network every day. She loves it when Just for Laughs comes on and your character Elmore Fudge comes on. It's hard to keep her focused on anything and it's a joy watching her laugh. So again, thanks. PS I was born in O'Donnell. Maybe we're related. Mother? Um, Well, hey, first of all, I hope your mother's doing okay. And second of all, what what a treat. Because when you have Alzheimer's, you know, the mind starts to go. And and there's certain things that, that, you know, sadly just kind of go blank. And and I think there's trigger things that bring people with Alzheimer's kind of back to life, so to speak. And to know that maybe... My comedy and my characters uh, help your mother kind of turn the light on again and, and give her a little sparkle in the eye. And, and that, that, that's, that's a real joy to hear. And I'm glad that, that my lunacy can provide that for her. As far as Elmore P. Fudge goes, if you really want to give her a treat, um, you can go to Amazon.com. And I made a whole movie of Elmore P. Fudge called Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. Uh, you saw him in little snippets on Just for Laughs, which is a uh, stand-up comedy show on television. But if you want the full uh, hour-and-a-half movie of Elmore P. Fudge, uh, please get Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. You can rent it on Amazon.com. I think it's like four or five bucks or eight bucks. Or if you want a hard copy, you can uh, order a copy at my website here at harlowilliams.com. And as far as being an O'Donnell, yes, my mother's maiden name was O'Donnell. So I'm part O'Donnell somewhere deep down inside. And maybe we are related. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, everyone on this planet is related. So thanks for writing in, sis. By the way, can I borrow the car tonight? I'm, I got a hot date with one of your girlfriends. Hello. Uh, all right, that's it. I think we we covered the uh, the mailbag for now. Thanks again for uh, sending in all your letters, all you pavement pounders. 
And uh, if you want to uh, get a letter in here, you can do that, harlemwilliams.com. Or if you just want to call and leave a voicemail, if you're too lazy to write, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. Rog, let's close up the mailbag and keep motoring along here. Another letter from our listeners. Well, there it is, the mailbag. Thank you so much for, for Roger. What is that music? What, she's here? She Julia Child, dead Julia Child. Send her in. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. I see her in the booth with Roger. Dead Julia Child. She's a major, uh, She when she was alive, she was an incredible uh, chef, uh, cook, whatever you want to call her, and uh, world famous for her dishes or cooking techniques. Uh, here she is. She's coming through the door. Oh, my God, it's dead Julia Childs. Hello, everybody. It's so great to be here. Dead Julia Childs, how are you? Well, look at me. My flesh is rotting. The skin's falling off my bones. And my eyes are hanging down by my tits. How good do you think I am? I'm dead. Well, we sure enjoy having you here, dead Julia Childs. Thank you very, very much. I've got an exciting snack that everyone can enjoy. Oh, great. We all love snacks. Uh, like, uh, what is it? Well, I'm sure everyone likes chicken wings. Yes, yes, I love chicken wings. I'm sure my listeners like chicken wings. Well, I've got the most delicious hot wings you've ever tried in your life. Oh boy, hot wings. Yes, 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 yes. Keep talking. All right, quit acting like an excited schoolgirl. No, I'm just excited that you're here. Well, just tone it down a bit, Nacho. Okay, my name's not Nacho. Well, I'm dead, and I'll call you whatever I want, pussy fart. Okay, you don't need to call me that. So here's what you do for the incredibly hot, 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 hot wings. Okay, these sound really, really hot. How does it work? Well, you know how you marinate chicken wings in hot sauce? Yes. Well, what I do is I marinate my chicken wings in diesel gasoline. Diesel gasoline mixed with some unleaded gasoline. Okay. And some hot Cajun peppers. What was that last one you said? Some very hot Cajun peppers. It sounds like there's something in your throat there, dead Julia Childs. No, I'm simply putting emphasis on the word hot by going Oh, wait a second. Oh, a piece of my throat actually just fell out of my neck. Hang on a sec. Oh, there we go. It's not easy being a corpse, you know. Absolutely, dead Julia Childs. Now, how do we do this recipe? You marinate the chicken wings in diesel, unleaded gasoline, and hot sauce. Okay. And you let them marinate in the gasoline. You can get it from any gas station down at the corner or what have you. Absolutely. And what you do, let those chicken wings marinate overnight in the gasoline. Okay, overnight. And then let your friends start eating them. Okay, I don't know that gasoline's really super hot. It is when they've eaten about five or six, and then you offer them a cigarette. I'm sorry? Offer them a cigarette when they light it, kaboom! 
They blow their fucking faces off. Okay, let's settle down. Don't tell me to settle down. I've already been down. Six feet down. Underground. Oh my god, there's maggots on my leg. Okay. Julia Child sounds delicious. Yes, and then get a flamethrower and burn their bodies while their heads are on fire. They're the hottest chicken wings in town. Okay, thank you, dead Julia Childs. Ladies and gentlemen, wonderful to have her here. You heard her. Get your recipe going. Uh, Super hot chicken wings. Burn the house down, bitches. Okay, thank you, dead Julia Childs. Well, I must get back to the graveyard. I think some of the other stiffies are having an orgy tonight, and I want to make sure I get boned, if you know what I mean. Okay, dead Julia Childs. There she goes. Uh, What a treat to have her drop by. Delicious, smoking hot, super extra hot chicken wings. Well, what do you know? sandwich. Well, there you go. There she she goes. Julia Child, dead Julia Childs. Haven't had her on the show for a while, Rog. It's nice to see her get up out of the grave and walk around and know that she's still uh, cooking and stuff. Although the, 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 uh, the that dish sounds a little deadly, but uh, what have you. Um, so let's hang it up right there. Let's uh, end the show on that delicious note. Um, just to remember, uh, reminder, you guys, that uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, June 27th, you can catch me in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the DVE Comedy Festival at the, uh, at the theater there. I think it's called the, uh, the Biome Theater. Yeah, it's the Biome Theater uh, at the DVE Comedy Festival. It's one night only, and uh, it's tomorrow night, Friday June 27th it's going to be great like I got to tell you if if you don't like me go go just to see Brian Callum who's who's uh, you know it's funny I talked earlier about uh favorite comedians you know and this guy slipped my memory so I'm glad I brought I brought him up again uh, Brian Callum very very funny stand up comedian I love watching this guy and uh I'm going to be doing a show with him and uh, we're going to have a blast. So uh, make sure you get your tickets. Go to harlowwilliams.com, and you can get on my stand-up comedy link and go right to the uh, the website through that and uh, purchase your tickets. I think they might be sold out by now, but you never know. So get in there and uh, check us out. Uh, also, uh, while you're on the site, please check out... Um, Check out the store, the harlowwilliams.com web store. Got all kinds of books and CDs and movies and clothing and fun stuff for you to purchase. Um, Please subscribe to my YouTube channel where uh, I put up uh, all my uh, crazy YouTube videos. And uh, there's no gimmicks, no attachments, no fees. It's completely free entertainment like this podcast. Once you hit the subscribe button on my website... Uh, as soon as I post a new uh, vid, it will come straight through to you, and you can uh, hopefully have some chuckles. Um, and uh, what else can I tell you, man? That's probably about it. Um, tell your friends to get on the damn Harland Highway. You know, we got, if people in Australia can bloody well do it, if people in Australia can be pavement pounders, then I don't see why you can't be pavement pounders probably just lost all my Australian listeners right there with that horrific accent. But uh, at any rate, tell your friends, get on board. 
We want everyone to laugh. As we said in the letter section, life is hard. Life is challenging. You never know when the next guy is going to walk through the door and start spraying bullets. So let's all have a laugh while we can. Uh, great to have you here. We'll see you next time. Until then, everybody, chicken chat. <laughs> oh, my God. Rods, get me some wheatgrass. <coughs> Hurry. I need some wheatgrass. Until next time, chicken Chow mein, baby. Roger. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's that's hitting the old spot. <laughs>